You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Dat Nation? Welcome into another happy recap edition of the Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Gulotta. You could follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Gulotta. And then also, you could follow the podcast on Twitter, at the Dat Dis. And the Saints get another win on Sunday, this time 21 to 16 over the Falcons in Atlanta. That makes nine straight wins for the Saints. That means they clinch a playoff berth as well because the Bears lost. So that means the Saints are in the playoffs for the fourth straight year. That's obviously great to hear. But uh look, this is a game I feel for the Saints that um felt like they dominated for about three and a half quarters, and then felt like right after that Taysom fumble, things really started to unravel, but The defense does enough, kind of bails out this offense in the end and gets the win in this one. And it felt like just a pretty sloppy game from the Saints on multiple levels on offense and defense, to be quite honest with you. The penalties were an issue on the defense and on the offense. uh, Taysom Hill's cast hold on to the football, and we're going to get into that later. Um, But really, I feel like this game, it's a good win because, look, to win this game against a divisional opponent, now you sweep them in only two games in three weeks. That's a very, very quick turnaround. That's really impressive in my mind, and I feel like when you look at this Saints team as, look, you're 5-0 and in the division, all they now have to do is beat the Panthers in Week 17, and they would actually sweep the NFC South, which has never happened before. So I think that this Saints team right now, obviously, they've been through a good amount, and now they're back into the playoffs, they're 5-0 and in the division, they've won nine straight games. And it's like, let's just keep this thing rolling right now. Look, Taysom Hill, I think he played a really, really good first half. I mean, there were some points where he was making plays that not a lot of other quarterbacks make in this league. But the second half comes. The Falcons definitely have some nice kind of answers to what Taysom Hill was doing, especially in that fourth quarter. And it seems like it all came crashing down. But the defense came and saved the day. And that's what a good defense does. And this Saints defense... Again, shorthanded, because they didn't have Davenport, which we knew going into the game. They didn't have Janoris, which we kind of knew going into the game. And then Patrick Robinson, also, which we didn't really know uh, until the Friday injury report. And then it seemed like he played Sunday, but then got hurt right away. So, obviously, there was a re-aggravation there. So, he wasn't in there either. And the Saints were in there with P.J. Williams and Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore was on Calvin Ridley, which is not the best matchup for him. But I don't think anyone wants to see the alternative with P.J. Williams on a speedster like Calvin Ridley. So Lattimore, I don't think, played this amazing game, but I think he held his own against Ridley. And then P.J. Williams against Julio, that wasn't really good either. But he was getting safety help, so it wasn't as bad. I mean, when you're just looking at the stats for Atlanta, I mean, Julio did get six catches, 94 yards, and Ridley had five catches, 108. But both of them had 10 targets, so you are stopping them. Matt Ryan didn't have this great game either. He was 19 of 39. 
I mean, did throw for 273 yards, but only one touchdown. So you're looking at this defense, and I think they played fine, just undisciplined in places with some penalties. And I think that also had to do with some ticky-tacky penalties from these refs. But like, if you're the Saints, you have to be mindful of that. And when you see really a group of refs here just calling out every little thing, you have to just put your hands off and you know play a more fundamentally sound game. And again, look, you got the win, so it was a little sloppy in places. But look, you ran the ball great, which is, to me, an amazing sign that Kamara has a really solid game in this one. He has a 37-yard run. That was good. Taysom Hill, I know he fumbled the ball twice, but he did put up 83 yards rushing, which is obviously great to see. And throwing the ball, he was good too. Look, you do win this game, and I, and I think that's really important. We're just going to get right into our team stats. I mean, there's there, there's good, there's a little some bad, but look, you're nine straight wins, and it really comes down to let's get this one seed. And I know they clinched the playoffs, and that's great, but there are much higher aspirations for this team. So it's great that they clinched the playoffs four straight years. That's all great and wonderful. But this team is Super Bowl on its mind. And really the only thing in this regular season that I feel like this team can achieve to get a step closer to that Super Bowl would be getting the one seed. And if this team gets the one seed, I think that path is set. And then we're going to get into at the end of the episode. I just want to go over a few things because really it's only now the Packers that are going to be in the Saints way. The Saints may actually have to win out, which which would be kind of crazy to get this one seed and Again, this would be now the second straight year. If you let's say they only lose one more game and the Packers go thirteen and three, and the Saints get the two seed, they play Wild Card Weekend again for now three times in the Sean Payton era. Go thirteen and three, and you're playing Wild Card Weekend, which is just crazy in my mind. But look, right now another good win against a division opponent, and that's all great. So let's just go dive right into this with the team stats here. Starting off with total yards, the Saints put up over 400 yards of total offense with 424. That's really great. Atlanta only had 332. So the Saints are moving the ball really well throughout this game, but there were just like, there was a missed field goal. You have the fourth and seven drop by Jared Cook, which is stymie drives. You have the fumble by Taysom Hill. This team had really the opportunity to put up to me over 30 points. Just couldn't get it done here in in the little areas. And that's why this game was so close. In my opinion, you look at time of possession, 36 minutes and 54 seconds for the Saints, 23 minutes and 6 seconds for the Falcons. So, again, you win that time of possession battle by 13 minutes. That's obviously good. And, again, I felt like in that first half it was Taysom Hill was dominating the Falcons. And then second half came and, look, you changed things for the Falcons. They did, and they were able to stop Hill. And then it was a different game, and the Saints were just able to hold on, which sometimes you have to do against divisional opponents because – Look, now they know Hill. They know what the Saints are doing on offense. And again, you kind of just have to bear down and and win these division games, and the Saints did. So to me, that's really big there. The Saints won the first down battle as well, 23-21. to I mean, if, if the Saints lost this game, they would have got the game stolen from them, which would be very, very upsetting because they won basically in every category again. You go to rushing yards, 207 rushing yards for the Saints, only 70 for the Falcons. Red zone, the Saints were 3 of, three of 5 in the red zone, excuse me, which is something I'd like to be 5 of 5, but you're still better than the Falcons, who are one of four. So obviously that's good. The penalties, that's the only really category that the Saints lost in. The Saints had 10 penalties for 79 yards. That's something that obviously is not good. The Falcons only had one penalty for 15 yards. That's something that the Saints really have to fix going forward. That's the only thing right now that I'd be worried about with this defense is penalties and then also your health. Because I think a lot of those penalties also have to do with not having your top two corner or two, top two out of your three corners, excuse me, there. So by not having really Janoris and Patrick Robinson, you see PJ Williams get in there. He's going to have more penalties. And then you're putting more on the plate of a guy like uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. He had a penalty or a few penalties, I really should say. So uh, yeah, that's kind of what it is for the defense. It's penalties and staying healthy. If you can stay healthy, I think that's kind of 
a result, then no penalties will happen. Because I feel like with the Saints' best secondary out there with all your starters, there'll be less penalties just inherently. But if you're not healthy, you're probably going to see a result, just more penalties. Because, look, P.J. Williams is just known for giving up some penalties in here. And let's say if Kenny Crawley gets in the game, same kind of type of thing there. So that's just really what it was. In the penalty department, got to get that fixed. And uh, honestly, I think it's just going to be really important looking throughout this week. I mean, maybe not as much this week because the Eagles, their offense right now is just not playing well. But when you go and play the Chiefs, I mean, you, you need to have your corners healthy in that game. I think we all know that. Or Tyreek Hill's going to cook. Sammy Watkins is going to cook. Uh, Travis Kelsey's going to cook. And again, I feel like right now when you're looking at this Saints team, especially in that secondary, with all your starters in, I'm very, very confident right now. But when not, you see that there are some kind of falters sometimes and it feel like late in this game it was almost turning that way the Saints defense holds on and even PJ I mean he definitely didn't play like great in this game but he made a really nice play down in that final fourth down when it was the deep ball to Julio he understood what he needed to do and he did it really well so to me I thought that was uh, really good there from the Saints and go to turnovers right now it's a tie 1-1 and the Saints turnover obviously wasn't good with Taysom Hill but they got a nice sack fumble of Matt Ryan, Carl Granderson, the Grandy Man can, gets the sack fumble in that one. That was nice to see, especially without Marcus Davenport. Saints were still getting the pressure. I believe they actually had more pressures in this game than they did the first game. So it just shows you, I know they only had three sacks, but they were still getting to Ryan. They were still affecting Ryan. So to me, that is obviously really good. Yeah, they had 27 in this game. They had one less, so 28 in that other game, but still the pressure numbers were there. So to me, this defensive line, even without Davenport, did play uh, really solid in my opinion. And then moving over to third downs and fourth down efficiency, because I just combined them into one. The Saints were 10 of 20 when you combine the two, so that's 50%. That's that's pretty solid. And the Falcons were 5 of 14, so the Saints did a very, very solid job on third down, in my opinion, really both sides. I mean, on offense, it seems like Hill was completing like every third down in the first half. And, you know, you go to that fourth quarter, it's just different. And again, I, I think that just shows you with Hill. I mean, this game, Looked really, really good in the first half. In the second half, it just kind of teetered off. And especially in that fourth quarter. I mean, third quarter wasn't that bad. They did have a touchdown drive. Alvin Kamara dominated in that touchdown drive. But uh, I feel like right now when looking at this team, it's a good team win. And look, Hill's now 3-0 as a starter. And I know a lot of that has to do with the defense playing really well. But you got to give him credit. And he's keeping the Saints in games. He's giving them a chance to win. And for a backup quarterback, that's really all you can ask. And Going forward and talking about the 2021 starter, I think you just have to take all of Hill's starts in consideration once it's all done in the offseason, kind of take all the emotions out of it, because I just feel like right now Hill is just, he's like a player that really gets to either the really you know, high emotions and the really low emotions. I mean, I think you felt it all in the first half. Everyone was like, yeah, Taysom, he's great. And he's throwing the ball downfield, slinging it, looks all great. And then the second half, it's like, Taysom, what are you doing? And especially in that fourth quarter and I feel like we're just going to probably transition right into our intriguing matchups here, talking about Hill, because he's our first intriguing matchup, Hill versus that 31st-ranked pass defense. And right now with Hill, I, I just feel like, you know, you're so used to with Drew Brees, kind of like, let's say he throws a pick, and it's like, okay, that's out of my head, it's good to go, we're ready to throw the ball again, coming after that, and that's Brees really good at, very short memory. And it seemed like Hill in this game, it felt like, even after that fumble, because I think it was a really important possession that, okay, the Saints gave up the fumble, you got the ball at the five, you give it up. And then the defense gives that long touchdown drive, and you're still up by five, and you have the ball with about five minutes to go. You should be able to run the clock a little bit and uh, you know do good. And that was not the case here for Taysom Hill. It looked like the sky was falling. 
And I think that's something he has to improve on. And just as much, I feel like, as the fumbles, because I feel like the fumbles start coming when he's not as confident. And I feel like once he has that confidence, he's really good at just being a tough runner, not giving up the fumbles. But once he loses that confidence, it's like, oh, like I'm not playing good and everything's moving quickly. That's when the fumbles really occur and the bad fumbles occur, like when he's a runner. Because that pass one, just he was doing way too much in that play. And that's why he fumbled it while getting sacked. But I feel like when looking at that second fumble, that could have lost the Saints the game. And the sky isn't falling after you make one bad play. And, you know, and and everything doesn't speed up so quickly. I think he really has got to learn that. I mean, Breeze is so good at it. And that's something that really he's just just as a veteran, you get to that point where, look, I can make a bad play. I'm going to come out short memory. And that's kind of, you know, they talk about the 24 hour rule with Breeze. It's like a 10 second rule. And I, I feel like with Haley, he's not at that level yet. But I mean, right now, I think he can grow to that. And a lot of Hill's issues are fixable ones. And I think they will be fixed with more starts. So that's why you're like, okay, I think he should be the starter in 2021 for that reason. But right now in this game, look, you can't lose games like like this one if, if you're Hill, especially in 2021, you know, where um, you're the only starter. And you don't have Drew Brees coming back in a few weeks. That's kind of your ace in the hole almost. Like, th- this is a game you can't lose, and the Saints win it. So that's obviously really good. But, uh, like, Hill almost did his best trying to lose this game late by, you know, the fumble. Thank God it went out of bounds because if that fumble gets picked up, it's a touchdown and you're stuck now with Hill in a two-minute drill after everything's speeding up on him. So, again, it, it is really interesting to look at. But even when looking at Hill in this intriguing matchup here and what he was able to do, look, he did throw for two hundred over 230 yards, 232 yards. He did throw for two touchdowns. It's his first touchdown, you know, in the NFL. That's obviously really good. The passer rating was good. It was 107. So that's something that, to me, is also solid. And then running the ball, he did have 83 yards rushing. So you combine them, that's over 300 total yards. And that's good from Hill. Only got sacked twice. I feel like that first half was obviously really good. Second half really wasn't. And I think a lot of that has to do with also Atlanta changing their coverage, a lot more zone coverages. And he just has to read the field better. And that, I don't think, will change week to week. I think it's more of a year-to-year change. And he's going to really have to work on the offseason. That's why I think I'm happy that he got these starts. And maybe it's three starts. Maybe Breeze comes back next week. The reports are that he's kind of eyeing that. And we know Drew Brees, if, if he's if he's willing, physically willing to play, he's going to play. And uh, I feel like that's something that he's going to do. And I wouldn't be surprised if he plays here against the Eagles as kind of a tune-up game. And then you're going to play the big battle against the, the Chiefs. And it's going to be very interesting to see how that pans out. But really right now, when you're looking at Hill, I think you have these three to four starts. You're like, okay, this is what we did really good. This is what we did not so good. And I was work on the things that we struggled with. And I think that's actually really advantageous for Hill. And maybe that's really an advantage he has over a guy like Jameis Winston, who, look, the Saints couldn't see any of his flaws live in an actual game setting against other opponents. So maybe that's something that kind of gets taken into consideration. To me, it's just, it's interesting. And I feel like right now, when looking at Taysom Hill, you do see a lot of good things, then you see some not so good things. And you are winning games with him, so that's really good. And he was able to really dominate this game in the first half, but... You go to the second half, and it's like, things changed. And against the Falcons defense, that isn't so good, but it is a divisional opponent. And uh, that's just kind of the thing with Hill. And we're going to get more into it later when we grade him, and I want to talk about some other kind of outside factors. But looking at his play, I mean, he was a better passer today. He did read better, but I feel like he's going to have to get a lot better if he wants to be consistent in this league and actually take the things to a Super Bowl, which is obviously the goal, especially with a team like this. 
And, you know, to be at that Drew Brees level, he's going to have to be better. But I feel like right now, another game over 100 passer rating, that's good. And again, we're going to get to it when we talk about the grades. But I feel like Hill overall, just an up and down game for him. And uh, it feels like, you know, you had the great Hill in the first game. Then you had the bad Hill in the second game. Now this is kind of a up and down middle game and maybe a game that we're more going to be inkling to see. But look, this Saints team could easily, easily had 30 points in this game, and they probably should have. So I feel like the potential is there. You just got to come through on some big plays, and uh, we'll see how that pans out here going forward. And if he gets one more start, that's great. If he gets two more starts, if he gets no more starts, he is undefeated. So you got to give him that. So um, overall, good job from Hill. Good job from the Saints team to get the win. Then moving over to our second intriguing matchup, talking about this defense against Atlanta skill position players, because when you're looking at these skill position players for Atlanta, they played well. I mean, Calvin Ridley, over 100 yards. Julio Jones, six catches, 94 yards. You have Russell Gage, who caught the touchdown, four catches, 51 yards. He was good as well. Again, in the running game, a lot of people are going to say, oh, they didn't play as well as 70 yards. I mean, if you're giving up 70 yards and 3.3 yards a carry, I think you're doing a good job. So I feel like the Saints did really good against the run. Gurley only had 16 yards rushing, and he just looks a shell of his old self. And I feel like this defense, especially give it off to the, to the safeties, which really were struggling earlier in the season. They played really good in this game, especially with banged up in that cornerback room. You go to the safety room, and they played very, very solid. I think Marcus Williams had his best game to date, had some really nice hits, which was nice to see because we know Marcus Williams does have some trouble with tackling, but he tackled really good in this game, so that's good to see. I thought Malcolm Jenkins played well in this one. I think even Chauncey, I think he had a good game too. I think he had some some issues with the penalties, but I feel like overall the intensity was there, and he's just to me, improving as a player, and I'm very, very excited to see how he progresses. To me, he's playing very, very good football right now, so you got to give it to those safeties, and right now, you're looking at what P.J. Williams did, and again, it's it, he's a type of player, he's definitely a depth player. You're not going to want to see him you know, for a lot of weeks at a time at, at the cornerback position, especially against guys like Julio Jones, but I feel like he held his own there. And look, the Saints only gave up 16 points, and you got to give it to the other parts of this team for coming in clutch. And I just said the safeties, the linebackers. Demario Davis looks like, to me, the best linebacker in the league with Quan Alexander. And Alexander, another guy, really good game. And that duo was just outstanding. You go to the the line right now, I thought they played really good. Cameron Jordan, six total uh, pressures. I thought that was good. I think they didn't give him the sack, but he kind of had like half a sack, so that was good. They gave the full sack to Trey Hendrickson, so that was, I think, solid. Granderson had the sack fumble, as we said, and uh, David Onyemata had also four pressures. He's just looking outstanding, and Sheldon Rankin's four pressures, too. So having those two guys back, I think, in a rotation is really, really solid. You bring Davenport back, and you hopefully get Janoris and P-Rob back soon, and look, this defense is looking really solid. So again, maybe the stats don't look really good, but I think overall, they played good. I mean, even look at you know, what they did in those last three drives. I mean, Atlanta had 172 yards in those last three drives, resulting in seven points. So I think a lot of those yards are going to come from those last three drives. But overall, I feel like the Saints defense did enough. A lot of bend don't break. But without, you know, your top two out of your top three corners, that's kind of what's going to happen. So overall, good job from the Saints defense stopping Atlanta skill position players. It could have been worse. And I feel like a lot of those stats were kind of beefed up at the end of the game and only resulted in seven points. So good job from the Saints and another game under 20 points. And this Atlanta offense is good. Top 10 offense. Good job from the Saints defense. Really nothing to complain there. And then our final intriguing matchup. Let's get right into 
this running game here for the Saints. I love talking about it because it was another really great performance. Over 200 yards here for this running game. 5.8 yards a carry against an Atlanta rush defense, which is actually really good. Six in the league right now. And uh, the Saints did an amazing job. Alvin Kamara, he looks great. And that, I think, is amazing to see because he had a few games in there and they weren't so good. To me, he was outstanding in this one. And I feel like he's still not there through the air, but I think that's kind of on Taysom Hill and his style. And Hill right now just doesn't have those, like, the touch in the short areas. And I know Brees says, oh, he does his deacon dunk and all that stuff. Well, it takes touch to do that. And you just see what Drew Brees, you know, how hard it is to see even what he does because he's just so meticulous in that short area. And then you bring a guy like Taysom Hill in and he's just not the same, more of a intermediate to deep guy. And it's just different styles. So, you know, a lot of people kind of rag on what Drew Brees does, but that's just as hard, if not harder. So uh, to me, that's still keeping Kamara in this game, 88 yards rushing, 5.9 yards a carry, got the touchdown. That's to me very good. Taysom Hill, besides the fumbles, was good. He had a 43-yard run. That's obviously amazing to see. Adds that different dynamic. And look, when he starts, you know that he's a chance to to also rush for 80 yards as well, adding to the you know 232 passing yards. To me, that's really good. And Murray, only five carries. And the one thing I do want to say here about this rushing game, my only kind of negative is at the end of that game when Taysom Hill was fumbling and it was like definitely run situations you want to milk the clock. I wouldn't have gave it to Hill. I give it to Murray. And I'm surprised Sean Payton didn't give it to Murray in that situation just because, look, I know Hill, he can hit the, the big play and end the game, but he was just not doing that. He was in, to me, you were putting a lot on his plate. You were giving the ball every play. Like, give it to Murray. Murray's going to definitely give you those tough yards in definitely stacked boxes. So in those situations, when you have Hill fumbling, you give it to Murray. And I'm just surprised that he didn't. And I know this is probably nitpicking, but why isn't Murray getting those final carries and Taysom Hill is? I think that's something that has to be talked about because everyone knows once you have Michael Burton go in motion, it's going to be a quarterback power and Taysom Hill is going to take the ball. And yeah, it may be well blocked and it goes for 30 yards and that's great. But when Hill's struggling, putting the ball on the turf and it's not looking good, just go to Murray. He's going to give you those tough yards and he may pick up the first down too. So that's just the one thing I want to say. But overall, this rushing game was really great. So that's obviously good stuff there. So before we get to our group by group recap, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dads Discussion Podcast. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back into the Who That Discussion. And now we're going to get into our group-by-group recap. This is where we grade every group here for the Saints, from quarterback all the way down to special teams coaching here. So starting off, as we always do, Taysom Hill with the quarterbacks. And right now, I'm between like a B and B- minus for him. I guess I'll give him a B because, look, the first half was outstanding. The second half just really wasn't. So you kind of A first half, not so good second half, like a C second half. And you kind of just combine those together and you get your B. Maybe a B- minus because the second half maybe was a little worse. But I feel like B, B- minus is kind of fair for him. I don't know. You can go either way. Um, but I'm like averaged out between those. And like one thing could pull me one way. The other thing could pull me the other way. But it was just a mixed bag for him in this one. And... I feel like with Hill, the things I do want to talk about, because I know we went over this a lot, but the one thing I want to touch here before we move over to the skill position group here, I do want to say that he was without his left tackle in this one, which everyone knows how important Terran Armstead is. And without him, this offensive line does get worse. So I feel like, again, not having your left tackle in there definitely hurts. And that's something that to me is something that would bring down Hill's play. And if he had Armstead in there, I think it would be better. That's just my opinion, and that's something that I do want to talk about. Also, when your defense is without Marcus Davenport and two out of its top three cornerbacks, look, this team was coming in here shorthanded and on the road without your top quarterback, without your left tackle, again, without your number two corner, your number three corner, your uh, probably number two to three defensive end right now, and the team was playing so much better with Davenport in there. So that's a good win, and I feel like when looking at Hill... A lot of people are going to say, oh, he's not so good. Some people say he's great. And it's just like, you got to put a lot of things into consideration when talking about him. And it's only his third career start. And I feel like when looking at this, does he deserve a full year of starting under a Sean Payton offense, full offseason of preparation? It's going to be interesting to see. And that's something that I feel like, does he deserve? I think at this point, it's, it's getting close that he does. He did win three straight games because everyone's talking about Teddy Bridgewater, how he was 5-0 and with the Saints, and that's why he deserved a starting job, and I think he did. And I feel like that's something that he's actually done very good in, in Carolina, even though their record may not be good. I feel like he's definitely a guy that shows that he could be a franchise QB. And Hill's now 3-0. and So now it's getting to that point where, okay, he's getting to this point where he deserves it. You go 5-0, and I think you deserve it. And I, I feel like right now you want to talk about Teddy Bridgewater. He didn't, like play amazing every single game for the Saints, which is to be expected. But Hill hasn't either. So again, I feel like at this point, I think he's getting closer and closer to deserving a full 16 game season. And it's going to be interesting to see it happen. And I feel like that's going to be a crazy season if Hill starts with the Saints next season or whenever it ends up being or if it ever ends up being. It's just going to be something that under every week, it's going to be a microscope. And, And that's something that Again, I feel like also is unfair to do to him because this team is just playing at a very high level right now. So he's going to have to be this perfect player. I feel like a lot of guys are picking him up. And uh, to me, that's just really good. And right now, BB minus, that's where he's been. And it was good enough to get the win. So to me, that's good with Taysom Hill. Moving over to the skill position group, I'm going to give them an A. I thought that this skill position group played outstanding in this one. You had Alvin Kamara, who had a good game, 88 yards and a touchdown. 5.9 5.9 yards of carry. You had Michael Thomas, nine catches, 105 yards. That's obviously really good. Traquan Smith caught the touchdown and had 42 yards receiving. Emmanuel Sanders had five catches for 39 yards. 
Jared Cook caught a touchdown. He had 28 yards on three catches. I know he did have the drop, but he kind of overcame that with the touchdown. So I thought that was good. You had Troutman had three catches. Kamara had two catches, but didn't really do much with it. So right now, I feel like when looking at what the Saints were able to do, it's, it's definitely solid for that skill position group. I mean, even Tommy Lee Lewis, he got a run for 16 yards. So great job from the skill position group. And Taysom, I think in the first half especially, did a good job of getting the ball to them. And I talked about that in the, the pregame show. It just being like, okay, let's get the ball to our skill position group here with Thomas and Kamara. And even going down, like I said, Murray. I mean, they didn't really get the ball to Murray that much. But, I mean, still, you had Traquan Smith and spread the ball out really nice. So, good job, I feel like, to get them the ball. And these guys came through. So, great job, great game plan, I thought, especially in that first half by Sean Payton. He did a lot of tendency breakers, which I thought was solid there. And, uh... Good job from the skill position group. They deserve an A, and they did a good job in this one and really helped Taysom in this offense out to win this game for the Saints. Moving over to the offensive line, I'm going to give them an A- minus in this one. I mean, only two sacks given up, and they were really good in the run-blocking areas. So, I mean, this team ran for 5.8 yards a carry, and there were some big holes. So, really nice job from the offensive line on that department, and I thought they were better than last week against the pass here, and or with the pass, I really should say and protecting the quarterback with Taysom Hill. TNT did get sacked twice, but I feel like overall, a lot of it was big, empty pockets. It was nice throwing lanes. It was it was good here for the most part. I mean, you did have the Pete play, and I mean, you East did not play great, but I feel like overall, this Saints offensive line did play really good. Flipping it to the defensive line, I'm going to give them an A- minus as well, maybe even higher. You want to give them an A. I, I think they actually deserve that even they played really good in this one. You put up basically the same amount of pressures you did in the first game. You just have less sacks. You only have three in this one. But a lot of guys showed out. And I feel like especially without your two and three corners and without Marcus Davenport, they stepped up and they really helped, especially in those the first three and a half quarters. They really did outstanding. And uh, you got to give them a ton of credit. You got to give Jordan. You got to give Hendrickson. You got to give Onyemata another good game from him. Rankins had a few pressures coming back into this one. I thought that was solid. And then Granderson, which has a sack fumble, has a really nice move. And, you know, using the reps that he gets, not a lot, but he's making them count. So to me, that's really, really good from this defensive line. And then stopping the run, they were good as well. I mean, when this group's really on, it's it's very, very helpful to that back end. And it just shows in this game, you play a really, really good skill position group with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. And you come up here and you're able to, without your second and third corners, stop them for most of the game and only score 16 points. To me, that's really solid, and that starts at the defensive line, especially with a banged-up secondary right now. Great job, and it just shows you right now what these guys are made of and playing good ball. So great job from this defensive line. Going over the linebackers, they look amazing. Give them an A. You have right now Demario Davis making a ton of plays all around the field. He's just looking like one of the best linebackers in the NFL right now, hands down. And that, to me, is just really, really solid. And then Quan Alexander, he's been just amazing. And he's really helping DeMario with certain things. So DeMario doesn't have this full, full plate. Now he can take some things off, give it to Kwan. Kwan does him at the same level. And now DeMario can focus on other things and really make an impact plays. It's outstanding. That duo is just amazing. And then even when Anzalone and Bond got in there and, and they were playing in base, even they played well. And uh, really nice job from this linebackers. Give him an A+. Plus. And look, <laughs> there there was a while there uh, for these last few seasons, probably before Demario Davis, and even early in this season, these linebackers did not play well. Now all of a sudden, they really picked up their play, and they look like one of the best groups here for this defense. So 
That to me is great there. And with the secondary, I'm going to give them a B. And I feel like right now you could sell out, give Morris, but there's only 16 points up on the board for the Falcons. And that means for most of the game, they played really solid. And I know Lattimore got beat on a few plays, but he also, I think, did a really nice job basically on an island one-on-one with Ridley. So against a receiver that, again, I feel like he doesn't match up perfectly against, he still held his own there. So I thought he did good, no touchdowns. So that's big. And Julio... PJ, with help over the top, obviously, but in double team most of the time, he still was able to stop Julio. That was big. And Russell Gage, I know he had like three catches in a row <laughs> in that touchdown drive. So I feel like that's where most of his production came. So when you're looking at Chauncey, he did pretty well in the slot too. I mean, I feel like right now with the Saints, the Saints secondary, especially without your two and three corners, they played solid. I mean, yes, you gave up plays and that's why they're not going to get an A, but they did enough here to win this game. And I feel like the safeties played really good to help this uh, kind of banged up cornerback room. So overall, give him a B. I thought that was good there. And special teams and coaching, you kind of, to me, split this up because special teams today I don't think was very good. You had the miss, the miss field goal by Lutz, excuse me, there. And then also you had, to me, not the best punts from Thomas Morstead to kind of flip the field. I feel like the Saints didn't win the field position game today when they usually do. So that's why I don't really want to give them the highest grade here. Probably on the low side. And then the coaching I thought was solid. Sean Payton, I think, did a really nice job here. They showed some tendency breakers, did some good things. Dennis Allen, I thought, had a good coaching game as well. So I think together, combine them, give them like a B, B plus. But again, I feel like there were a lot of plays here for the special teams that like flipped the field in in the Falcons' favor. So that was not that good. But overall, I feel like give this group B, B plus because the coaching was really good. And overall, I mean, special teams didn't lose the game, so... That's obviously really good. No fumbles, no turnovers on special teams. That would be bad. But uh, overall, they played average, maybe below average, because, you know, the net game, the field position battle wasn't really the best there. So, but that's kind of nitpicking, too. So it's kind of interesting when looking at it. But Saints got the win 21 to 16. We definitely went in, in depth with a lot of different categories here, a lot of different position groups in this game. And as always, you know, we'll be back on probably Friday with the preview episode playing the Eagles. That's going to be an interesting game because no one knows who's starting that game for the Eagles right now, Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurst, but that's definitely going to be interesting to see. And then the two weeks, that's going to be the big matchup against the Chiefs, and it probably will be for the Saints' number one seed. And I just want to talk about it real quick. I know we're running a bit long, but these playoff matchups, now we're getting to that time of year where the playoff machine's getting broken out. I definitely want to break that down one episode as well. But really, for the number one seed, it's going to be really the Saints-Packers. And now you were thinking the Seahawks, but they just lost the game to the Giants. So you really have the Saints and the Packers. And when you're looking at these final four games for these teams, it is pretty interesting because both have pretty favorable schedules. The Saints, they have the Eagles, then they have the Chiefs. Then you finish with the Vikings on Christmas Day and then the Panthers. For the Packers, they have the Lions, then they play the Panthers, and they finish off with the Titans at home. So that's going to be the big game. And then you have the Bears in Chicago. So that's going to be an interesting one for them. But right now, that seems like they can easily go 4-0. And that means the Saints would have to go 4-0 and match them to be a game up because they don't have the tiebreaker in this one. And that means you really, really circle that Chiefs game. And for multiple reasons. And I know we're two weeks away, and you always like to go one week ahead. And just like, okay, we're playing the Eagles. One, one game schedule. Like, that's kind of what it is. And that's why you have to think about it. But kind of as a podcast, you always look ahead and you, you want to talk about the big matchups and it's Saints Chiefs. And to me, it's not only to just get the number one seed, it's to really show you're for real in the Super Bowl picture. Because if this team at home plays the Chiefs and beats them, 
I think that shows the whole NFL that this Saints team is a force to be reckoned with. And I feel like a lot of people, they say, oh, the Saints are good, but no one's going to pick them, I think, in the playoffs. And not a lot of people will pick them to win the NFC and in the playoffs. I think a lot of people will go with the Rodgers and the Wilsons. And if you beat the Chiefs, you just show to everyone, like, look, we're in it to win it. And right now, the Saints will probably have Breeze back by then. I think they're going to have to be fully healthy going into that game. But I think that's one of those games. They did it last year against the 49ers. The year before, it was against the Rams. I mean, and a lot of people were talking about earlier this year was it was against the Bucs, and the Saints just go out and really showed that they were NFC contenders by just completely destroying Tom Brady and the Bucs. And I feel like that game probably should have showed that you're for real, but it seems like everyone's forgot about that, and everyone's like, oh, the Bucs aren't good anymore, But which I think they're still probably going to end up making the playoffs, probably going to go 11-5, 10-6, which is good enough for a playoff team right now. But that was, to me, the, the changing of the guard. Like, okay, the Saints are now the premier team here in the NFC South, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with within the NFC. But I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, they won't beat the Chiefs. They won't beat the Steelers. They wouldn't beat even the Packers. So that would change it. And that would just show, like, we're not only Super Bowl contenders and, you know, we're, or I should say NFC contenders, we're Super Bowl contenders. And we're, a lot of people are going to call them maybe favorites, especially in the NFC. Because I feel like if you beat the Chiefs, you know, you could beat anybody. So... Again, that's obviously something that you have to think about going into that one, and it will definitely be very interesting there. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this episode. If you like what we're doing here at the Who Dat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media accounts. That means on Twitter, you can follow us at the Who Dat Dis. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galata. On Instagram, you can follow the podcast at Houdat Discussion. And then also, you can listen to the Houdat Discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. So that means Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. We are on all of those sites. So we'll be back with you on Friday for that preview episode. Saints-Eagles should definitely be fun. But with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose. And Houdat!